We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, That's Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. A proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Now, I say... We are the only podcast that makes you money, knowing full well the Charlotte Hornets bent over and let Indiana do whatever they want to them during that play-in game. And we are recording during the Celtics-Wizards game right now, so we very well could be off on that one too. But nay, know what we do know, Drew? We know the world of golf because we made money during the Masters and Schaefer the Sand Trap has been hot. Today we're talking about the PGA Championship and Schaefer the Sand Trap is ready, am I right? I am beyond ready. I basically feel like I have a timeshare on uh, Kiowa Island, the site (laughs) of this weekend's PGA Championship. Boys, listen, you know, I've played in major pools for many, many years, but I'll admit, as the Sharp, this is really the first year I've really dug into the legalized gambling in my home state of Michigan of golf. And I've literally, it's caught me by storm. It's my second favorite sport to handicap. Now, the Players' Championship was really tough to handicap. And I've really, as Milty has said with horses, you kind of find your niche as a gambler, right? And I've learned my sweet spot. The last five weeks, boys, I have really, truly been prepping for this tournament. And in doing so, I've made some really good coin here. Want to keep the momentum going. Five straight weeks of profitability. Four out of five, I've actually picked the winner at some point during that weekend. And just so you know, I'm not throwing a bunch of darts at the wall for one winner. I've, I've taken one winner and again, for example, I took Rory on yep. Saturday. I took Sam Burns when he won and beat Keegan Bradley on, on Friday. But uh, I've been rolling. we got a great guest, and I am so freaking excited to handicap some golf. No, we do have a great guest coming in. The man Sleepy Jay is coming in to help us handicap the PGA Championship because while Schaefer the Sand Trap might be as sharp when it comes to the world of golf, me and Dangles are very much dipping our toes into this. I know I've done my research, Dangles, to get my bets ready for the listeners. We will have a backup the Brinks truck bet at the end of this show from all three of us. But Dangles, you've been prepping as well. Yeah, I'm ready for this, man. I, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, I've got I've got a couple of bets that I think are fun already, guys. This is the longest ever PGA Championship and Major Championship in terms of scorecard uh, yardage. Which, based on the little I know about golf, tell, golf tells me two things: a, long drivers are going to play well on this premium ball strikers, as Schaefer the Sand Trap might call them, are going to play well on this premium course. Ball <laughs> and b, guys with uh, really good short games are going to play well uh, in the windy conditions that it's likely to be out there, at least from everything. Thing that I'm reading about the forecast. So I'm excited to see what uh, what we see out here. Uh, Rory McIlroy, the favorite going in, at least in terms of Vegas. But I think there are some fun sleepers and prop bets to be made out there. Lots and lots of value. The, the Masters was kind of, I feel like it was because it was a smaller field. It was a little bit harder on those, those numbers. The, it was a little bit tougher to find value. With such a big field here, I think that gives our listeners and us a much better opportunity to find value and tell you about it. And guys, real quick, just to give you guys some scale of what we're talking about here, an average golfer, like say our dads go out, their their average 18-hole round, that they're going to play, a course, anywhere between 6,000 and 6,200 yards. A guy like me, single-digit handicap, he's going to go out and play a course 
between 6,400 and 67 yards. That was a humble brag, Dangles. Yeah, single-digit handicap. I'm at about 7.1 right now. Um, but a scratch golfer can go out and probably play up a course up to 7,000 yards. And I played one course at 7,000 yards. Let me tell you, that is long for someone who actually hits the ball pretty far like myself. 7,800 yards, that is ridiculous. That is Literally, as Dangle said, the longest course in major history. I cannot wait to see these professionals uh, navigate this track. It's 124 yards uh, uh, shy of 8,000 total scorecard yards, which is just an insane, insane number. That's a long, long way, and it's on the Ocean Course, which I believe is also a, a race course in Mario Kart DS. But the Ocean Course is here. I cannot wait to watch the PGA Championship, and I cannot wait to get to our guest who is in the waiting room, Sleepy J, to help us handicap this major. It's coming up next. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with breslow the business of sports betting podcast dub c to the g west coast gamblers our next guest is a former Marine from the fighting state of Pennsylvania. Now, he's been in this gambling racket since he was a teenager, but he really began ramping it up in the early 2000s. He is the co-founder of the Betting Predators podcast and website. He is also a professional handicapper on the website pregame.com. You can find him on Twitter at sleepyj underscore pregame and also on Fox Sports Radios as a frequent guest in Straight Out of Vegas. And he is coming on our show for the first time ever, and he will be shooting us straight and he is anything but Sleepy Jay. So welcome to the show, Mr. Sleepy Jay. Excited to have you, my friend. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hope we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll make some money with some of our bets that we give out on the podcast today. But thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Sleepy, been following you for a couple of years now. We had your buddy Hitman on and uh, hopefully have uh, hopefully have your boys, uh, maybe Jay Smoove and Mackenzie and Dan and Uncle Dave himself uh, in the future, Chris Dell, and just great work over there, the betting predators. And uh, before we get into it, why don't you uh, briefly tell us what's going on over there with you guys? Uh, right now at pregame.com, we're, uh, we're coming up with some big things we're getting ready for, believe it or not, football season. Like this is like the time where, you know, the NBA playoffs, we start winding down, get ready for, you know, the offseason with baseball and then start really doing a lot of our football prep. Right now at the yep. betting predators, we're doing – uh, a lot of DFS stuff and a lot of player prop stuff. That's really what we're trying to circle that website around. Uh, we feel that, you know, the sports betting industry is a lot of game picks and stuff like that, but we wanted to go ahead and separate ourselves and be DFS and player props and, you know, hand out a lot of articles with, you know, a lot of strategy and stuff like that, because that's a completely separate market. I always felt like the player prop market was the bridge between, you know, DFS and games. So we really want to get involved with that. Yeah, as you know, Drew, uh, we have a lot of guys on our team right now that are heavily involved with just player props and DFS. And as we started to work together as a group, I was like, dude, we get, we just got to do this. This is going to be our niche. This is going to be what we're good at, what we have fun at. So that's kind of what we've been doing right now. Uh, we do have our playoff package up for just $49.99. 
Uh, hopefully that'll go well. It's our first time putting anything out for sale. You know, we're putting our name on it. We're putting our, uh, our reputation on the line. And I think we'll do well because we work hard. And, you know, we got good people like you, you know, that follow us and give us an opportunity to go out there and voice our opinions. But more than anything, we get positive feedback and we have a lot of uh, a lot of positive backers that make us feel good and feel confident, you know, in what we do. And at the same time, I believe that that helps your results at the end of the day. So that's really what we're trying to do right now. We're just trying to be good, trying to be positive and just keep trying to grow. No, I, I like that, and I, I might have to sign up for that because uh, if we have any inkling over the first few games, this the Charlotte Hornets stink, and I was all in that boat, so I, I might need some help in picking these players and picking these player props because LaMelo Ball and the Hornets did nothing for me. I was on the same side tonight, too. I, I really like Charlotte, and I looked, and I'm like, are they really down 40? Is this the right game? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I misfired on that one, but that's going to happen. You know, it's <laughs> – it, it, it comes down to where you're going to own your losses. And that was a pick that I had today, which was just absolutely brutal. And, and sleepy that this is a, this, this is a free plug for you, but I can say the reason I follow the betting prayers so closely and your whole crew, I mean, you're not going to get sharper, sharper than the hitman. And, and I can, I can tell you for a fact, uh, sleepy Jay smooth, Dan Rivera, those guys over at betting prayers, McKenzie river, they really do specialize in player props. And I can't tell you how many picks of sleepies I've tailed player props, mid season NBA, these things are hitting by halftime, guys. And like, what I like most about Sleepy or Hitman is they do own their losses. And as Sleepy's talked about in his pod before, it's really a good community of support where let's make each other better. Let's keep learning. Let's try to all make some money and slaughter the bookies, you know. And I just really like, I really like that uh, that culture that that you got going on going on over there, Sleepy. And uh, definitely, definitely uh, love the player props. So we are here to talk some golf, and I cannot wait. Before we get there, Drew, now I'm kind of interested. We're releasing this podcast before the uh, Western Conference tip-off games with the Lakers-Warriors and the Spurs versus the Grizzlies. Do you have any inkling, Sleepy Jay, on what's happening in those two games? My gut feeling says that when the original line dropped with the Lakers that it was just too high. I said it was going to come down. Now that it's come down, I would probably pass the game because, you know what, I would probably play the Lakers now that I think about it. If it's four, I'll play the Lakers at four. I just feel like they're too good. They are the champs for a reason. And you know, the fact that it just seems like nobody really wants to deal with them right now, um, that, that seems to be more of the, of the public side. It's going to be tough for, for that particular Warriors team to go up against, you know, Drummond, LeBron, and AD. Yep. How do you out-rebound that team? How exactly. do you beat them on the inside? If they could just double cover Curry, they're not going to win the inside. And it's going to come down to, in my opinion, is going to come down to Andrew Wiggins having an A-plus game and we know he doesn't have a lot of A-plus games. No. So it's going to come down to Wiggins for me. He's going to be the X factor. If they could beat the Warriors, he's going to have – or if they, if they could beat the Lakers, it's going to be because he has a good game. If he doesn't, I don't believe that they'll win that one. And the other matchup, my gut feeling says that the Grizzlies will be able to beat the Spurs. If the Spurs get hot, they can win. But I just feel like the Grizzlies inside, you know, with Valanchunas and if Jackson comes back, yeah. his shot-blocking ability – creates a lot of issues on the inside for the Spurs. I just have a feeling like that that Grizzlies team is young. They're hungry. They're gritty. And a lot of people wrote them off. So I believe that they'll go in, they'll play tough, and I think they'll play spoiler. I like hearing that because I had them, and I talked about it in our podcast last night. I took that spread at minus four. I love that team. I love Valanciunas. I love what John Morant brings to the court. I think they're they're hungry and ready to at least get another shot 
at at the playoffs. Maybe not making it, but I like I like hearing that. It means I'm onto something. <laughs> Speaking of, let's see if we're onto something for this next major in the golf world, the PGA Championship. Let's head to the Ocean Course. I'm excited, a little bit nervous. I know there's a lot of factors, a lot of elements we got to deal with. I have some inklings. Uh, Dangles and Shea for the Sharp have some inklings. But Sleepy Jay, how do you see this major playing out? Is there anything you think we can all make money on and we can attack in particular? You know, I have a lot of plays for this in particular. I have a bunch of probably top 40s to top 20s. I have some first round leaders, head to heads, make and miss the cut. I do have a couple of winners here. So we can go up and down the board here, guys, uh, with whatever you guys want to talk about. But I really believe that this course is going to make some professional golfers probably look like us. Yeah. And <laughs> this course is not going to be easy. I believe the last time they were there in 2012, I think I'm just taking a while to guess it was somewhere around like 16, 15 guys were under par out of like 150. Yeah. For this event, we're going to have 155. If that happens again, my only my only recommendation as a professional is just be careful because if you <laughs> only have that many guys that are going you know, under par, there's going to be a lot of tickets that get burnt up. Yeah. So just be careful. The best golfers in the world could look really, really bad here. I think we have to look at a lot of the statistics, a lot of, you know, how these guys are playing and really just kind of hone in maybe on a couple bets. And I have two big ones here. Uh, that I'll be happy to share with you guys when we when we move down the board here. Well, I, I do want to start with those golfers that might not have their A game and the make-miss cut. These are bets you can win in the first two days. Is there anything on the make-miss cut line? Because for me, where I was looking, I didn't find a lot of value there, but I want to know what you see and what you think is a possibility. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Keegan Bradley to go ahead and make the cut. I think this guy's golfing exceptionally well. Now, I faded him last week because he was coming off of just an absolute meltdown when he was at the Valspar. He missed like two, three-foot putts. Yep. He sunk it in the water. I cashed a really big ticket on Sam Burns in that event. It was like a 70-to-1 ticket, made a ton of money on that one. And I'm like, you know what? Bradley's going to come into the next event. He's going to be in his head. He's going to be a mess. He's going to remember, oh, I missed that two-footer. I missed that three-footer. And you know what? That wasn't the case. He came back and he golfed really well last week. Yeah. So I'm kind of high on Bradley. And I think one of the big reasons why I'm high on him is because of the stats that he has. I mean, this guy can drive 42nd in accuracy, 61st in driving distance, 25th in greens to regulation, and this place is loaded with sand. He's 27th in sand. Yep. So if he can get off the tee, keep it in the fairway, and he could work, you know, work out the kinks within the sand, it's going to come down to that putting again. But you can go ahead and play him at minus 175 to make the cut. He's been electric, you know, over the last like month, month and a half. I figure, why not go ahead and play him? Oh, yeah, and Keegan Bradley, just uh, for for whatever it's worth, uh, tied for third at minus four in 2012 when the uh, last time this championship was played on this course. So I, I like I like where your head's at. Yeah, the experience is going to be important, I think, for him mm-hmm. as well. Sleepy Jay, you brought up some stats there, like driving distance and sand stuff. Is there any stats in particular in golf that you're looking at, particular to this course and to this major? Like I know that there's a lot of sand there. Is that what you should be looking at? Are you looking at driving distance? Is there anyone? you're circling in particular right now i'm going to probably say that the most important one to me that after i went through here and i normally don't handicap statistically with golf i usually go past results uh, at a particular course but when you get to these one-offs you don't have a choice but to go ahead and start really digging into the stats this is not my strong point Uh, uncle dave is really the guru at this but what kind of what i fit kelly came across was the driving accuracy, you have to keep it in the fairway because to the left and to the right, it's nothing but sand traps. So if you're not a good sand player, I think that's probably the second thing I would look at. 
but you have to keep it in the fairway here. Otherwise you're playing out of the sand trap, you know, for, you know, probably two days for some guys, cause that's all they're going to last. But yep. driving accuracy would probably be my go-to. And then your sand saves is probably going to be second for me. Well, I I, I did hit my uh, Greg Norman to miss the cut when it came to the Masters. And I was looking for a John Daly to miss the cut because there's nothing better <laughs> than going against a guy you know just isn't going to show up. John Daly is going to have 27 <laughs> beers the night before they start this. And I know he ain't going to make it there, but it's just not available for me to bet it because I think it's a it's a known thing. Drew, you got something? Tony, I just got, did you say you took Greg Norman to make the miss the cut of the Masters? Was that a joke? Did you're not you're not embarrassing us in front of our guests, are you, Tony? You didn't say fucking Greg Norman, did you? Well, Sleepy, I think every week among golf handicappers, it's always like, okay, this is this is this is a bomber's course, or this is a this is a a, a good a good putter's course, or this is a second shot course. I see in this specific course, I think what you said. I think driving accuracy is huge, but also I think it's a hybrid between. Uh, plus length, but also that second shot. So I'm looking at guys like premium ball strikers as Dangles and Tony will make fun of me because I say it often. But I'm looking just at guys like an like an Abe Answer, Corey Connors, um, like like you mentioned, Keegan Bradley. You have or, or Cam Smith, and I love you and Uncle Dave's first round leader bets. Um, I have one here, Cam Smith, and actually your boy Keegan Bradley at 66 to one. You have any first round leader bets that you, you feel like sprinkling? You know on? which one I'm going to do here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play probably Paul Casey, and I'm only going to play one of these because I think these, these are extremely hard to hit at these one-off courses. If I have a guy that I know, like, you know, let's say like Phil at the Masters, he's been there, you know, 50 times already. He's been there more than probably Greg Norman, but I'm just making a joke. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and I'm probably going to play Paul Casey at 50 to one. And the reason being, this course is like, it sets up like a European type of course. It's going to be windy there. There's a lot of high brush there. There's a lot of, it's just, it's, it's a lot of high grass. You know, if you go left and go right, and I figure a guy like Casey with the wind, he's going to be used to these conditions. And he's also going to tee off in the morning. And for those of you guys who go golfing or you wake up early in the morning, that wind generally doesn't kick up until the sun gets a lot higher. So he's going to tee off somewhere around like 8 a.m., 7.45 a.m. So maybe he can go ahead and, and feel comfortable with that course. He's the first one out early tee time, get used to it and, and not have to worry about chasing, you know, a guy who's, you know, minus eight in front of you. And you're starting to press. I think I'll have a clear head. I'm going to do that. It's a pizza bet on, on Casey. I really don't like a whole lot of first leaders, but that's what I'm going to do. A pizza bet. I like it. And by the it. way, the name I was looking for is Bernard Langer. But again, there it was, which there is was. not even sort of in the same ballpark as Greg Norman. So good for you. <laughs> not even that close. Dangles. Not, not even close. Close. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, uh, I what about, I mean, any, you know, top tens you got out there? I was sort of looking at, uh, uh, you know, one of my one of my thoughts here is John Rahm in the top 10 at, 10 at plus 163. It's not super big, sexy money, but he's got five top tens in his last 12 majors. Uh, this guy's as consistent as anybody on the course right now. Any any top tens you're thinking about uh, sort of in that in that range that we could we could think on? I'm right with you. I think that 163 was available at DraftKings. Rom's a bomber. You're going to need a guy that could keep it in the fairway, but also can get distance. This course is 8,000 yards. It's the longest course in majors history. Yep. And why not play Rom? I think that all of us are waiting for Rom to wake up and win like a big, big tournament. And yeah. this is going to be the one. I feel like, you know, the fact that he probably is going to be a guy that could deal with wind, a lot of power there. He can putt. If he can keep it straight, you know, plus 163 right now, top 10. I feel pretty good about that. I don't, like I said, I think there's only going to be a, a short amount of guys that go under par. And I feel like Rom 
probably can get there. I, I'll lay a little bit on on that. I love that. And you said earlier your top 20s, top 40s. Are there any inklings into that world that you really love? Uh, let me look here and see. I'll, I'll give you guys a couple that I have on my radar. Uh, Joaquin yeah. Nyman, he's a guy that I have top 20 at plus 250. Uh, I also played Casey uh, at top 20 plus 175. I did have a top 40 in here somewhere. Let me give you one that Uncle Dave likes, and this will go back to something that Drew mentioned uh, with the guy with second shots. He really likes Morikawa because of that, Drew. And yep. I, yep. I believe he played him. I don't have his number in front of me here. I think it, was, it wasn't It was really super high. I think it might have been like the three to one or something like that uh, for Morikawa to land there. Uncle Dave does like that one as well, so I'll, I'll throw Uncle Dave a bone there. Uh, as far as other top 40s, I don't see any here on my list, but I do have a big one for uh, – I do have a big one for a head-to-head matchup I think you guys are going to like. Go for it. Bring it. Dive right in. All right. So this is probably going to be the biggest bet that I make in golf probably all year long. And I made made a big one a couple weeks ago, and it didn't pan out for me. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Rory at minus 125 over Bryson. And I know a lot of people like Bryson right now, and they think that this course is just so long. But, look, he's just way too erratic off the tee. If you guys go through when I did a podcast with Uncle Dave today, go look at the course, pull up the YouTube video of this course, and you're going to see why I don't want anything to do with Bryson. Because (laughs) on the left, it's nothing but sand traps. On the right, it's nothing but sand traps. Behind the green, it's sand trap. This place is just an absolute sand trap. And I have a feeling he's going to get in his head. And if I could get Rory out there, and Rory's not exactly the most accurate guy off the tee, yeah, but Rory can go ahead and build off that win at the Wells Fargo. And I think that he can make some mistakes and be able to go ahead and play professional type golf. I just have a feeling Bryson will get in his head. He'll get frustrated and he's going to bomb it. Don't get me wrong. That dude. I mean, we've seen him hit it over lakes and stuff, you know, shortcuts. But this is not the course to try that. He needs to really be precise. And I just don't feel like he has that precision in his driver to outlast Rory. I also made, and this is going to be one you guys might might get a chuckle out of, but I'm going to play Bryson and miss the cut uh, at minus. Well, actually, Ooh, this, is plus, I like it. this is plus 370. Now, Uncle Dave, who I do my podcast with all the time, he said, look, this is going to be a feast or famine for Bryson. Yep. He's either going to crush and land top five or he's not going to make the cut. And I just don't have enough trust watching Bryson that he's going to be able to keep it straight at this course. And I don't believe he's ever been here. So that worries me. And I got, I got Rory, you know, he's the 2012 champ. He knows this joint he's golfing well. So that's going to be my big one there. I'm going to go ahead and play. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Rory minus the 125 over Bryson in a head to head. I might throw in Love that it. one. Sleepy. I, I, I am right there with you on Bryson. And, and as someone who's, as someone who's been on Bryson in the past, you're, you're so right. I mean, anyone that's played golf knows that it really is between your ears. And, you know, if he gets, you can tell, actively as he's playing he's doing math i mean he that's what he is he's, he's, he's a scientist he's a mathematician and when he gets flustered i mean i saw him i'm not sure if you saw him last week but he four jacked from 24 feet he four putted and it completely ended him i want your thoughts uh this is amazing by the way and, and i love that matchup i will place that bet i, I want your thoughts on, on two particular one matchup and one particular golfer you already talked about bryson missing the cut what do we think about our boy and no one's a bigger fan than brooks kepka than i am but right now for him to miss the cut is plus 150. Mm. Now, he was on Twitter 
practicing left-handed for his charity match against El Prez himself, Mr. Portnoy. And Brooks, if there's one thing, if Bryson cares too much, Brooke does, I, I can see Brooks you know, shooting a 40 on the front nine and not even really giving a shit and kind of mailing it early. Do you have any inklings? He, he missed the cut last week in one of the easiest venues on tour. Didn't look very good. Do you have any inklings on Brooks potentially even uh, not making it to the weekend here at Plus Money? You know, Uncle Dave gave that out last week to Kepka to miss the cut, and I didn't think he was crazy, but Brooks hasn't been exactly money. My gut feeling is that maybe you make a, a medium-sized wager on that one. You don't know, man, because he's a world-class golfer. Yeah, He's been around. He's a guy that, do you want to fade? I don't know. Um, I'm yeah. going to pass, dude, and, but I'll, I'll just say I would maybe be careful putting a ton of money down, but he did miss the cut last week, so I, I do know I, I think Brooks and Bryson, just like what you said, Sleepy, I think really they're feast or famine. I can see him missing the cut by wide margins, or I can see both of them being right there on Sunday coming down the stretch. So the last matchup I want to ask you about before we let you go, uh, we always have a segment on this show like, you know, try not to be square. And we always say if, if everyone, like, for example, everyone tonight, tonight like the Wizards, well, guess what? The Wizards are getting their ass kicked currently. And that's just something as the more we gamble, the more we know, the more public a side is, probably the worse off it is. Well, last week, Everyone, their mother, their mother, my desert tortoise. He loved Scotty Shuffler, Scotty Shuffler, Scotty Shuffler, Scotty Shuffler, Texas boy. He was going to go low. He didn't really perform very well. On the contrary, Harris English very quietly threw up a 63 on Saturday, followed up uh, with with, I think, a 68 on Sunday, playing really good, kind of a really even keeled golfer. A matchup, Harris English is plus money over Scotty Scheffler in a four-round matchup. Do you have any inkling on that particular matchup? You know, I know English finished strong last week. And as I was going through a lot of the fantasy stuff today, <clears throat> I saw more English than I did Scheffler. So I'm guessing <laughs> you're probably tracking. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm guessing you're probably tracking. And I don't follow the square kind of, you know, fantasy stuff and DFS stuff because, I, you know, I do this at a higher level. So the people that I did see with English, I, I do, you know, I do respect their opinions. But that's what I saw more of today. I, I certainly saw a lot more English than I did Scheffler. Well, and, and Drew, to bring back your Kepka and DeChambeau thing, we are the show that tries to make you money, but also we're going to be watching this uh, event and we want to be entertained. And it's much more fun to root against a guy like Bryson than it is to root against a guy like Brooks Kepka. So in my opinion, when you're trying to judge those two, where do you want to throw your money? Root against the guy that's a dickhead. Go after DeChambeau. Kepka, you want to root for. You want him to kiss the baby at the end of the show. Let's talk about winners, though. Other guys that we want to root for. Sleepy Jay, do you have any people out there, whether they be long shots or favorites, that you think we should sprinkle a little dime on to try and see if they could raise the trophy at the end of this? You know, I've been actually rather good with picking some winners. And I, I sat down and I thought about it. And one of the tendencies I have is, I'd love to go ahead and give out that big ticket. This is not the tournament to try to go find that, you know, hundred <laughs> to one guy. Maybe it is, you know, maybe, maybe something crazy happens, but I, I'm There's not making so many golfers though. Yeah. I'm not making any of those crazy wagers this week. Here's the two I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you Keegan Bradley for sure. at 70 to one. I feel like this might be his time to break through, but the guy I like more than anybody, and he really isn't on a lot of people radar is Tyrell Hatton. Go through and look at this guy's stats. Uh, he, he has a lot of fantastic stats. 47th in driving accuracy. He's number 10 in sand saves, and I talked about that being important. Yep. To me. Uh, he does have seven top 25 finishes, and he's made the cut in like, I don't know, I think it was 10 out of 13 events, and he's made four straight cuts. One of his big issues, though, with Hatton was 
he didn't do very good at the majors. And the last major at the Masters, he finished uh, T18. So maybe he has some confidence, but I just feel like his game, his driving uh, can keep him in this. And I also like the fact, you know, that he's not an American golfer. He might be used to these type of venues. And at 55 to one, I felt like maybe there was a little hidden value there and probably a guy that a lot of people might not bet. So uh, I'll go ahead. I'll give you Tyrell Hatton. He's a guy that I haven't wagered on all year to win, but I'm going to do it here because I have a feeling it's going to be somebody sneaky if it's not Rory or or John Rahm. I'm excited. That got me excited. Now, now I get to sprinkle a little stuff on there and have a little bit of fun. Well, I thank you, Sleepy Jay, for joining the podcast. The three hosts, the West Coast Gamblers, are going to give our Brinks truck bets after this. But first, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, my friend. On bettingpredators.com, the people over there are giving out a $49.99 NBA playoff package. You can get the best daily fantasy lineups and player props along with high-level articles. You all should check that out. Sleepy Jay, we are smarter now after you coming on this show. Thank you very much for being here my friend all right well if i don't win then uh, don't invite me back and if i do win something <laughs> give me a holler and i'll be happy to go ahead and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk some nba stuff and we'll chop it up next week guys but thanks for having me on i appreciate it thanks levy you're awesome man all right man guys be cool and we are back now ready to give out our bets for the pga championship as my celtics hang on to the brink of postseason elimination but let's move forward with the major Schaefer the sand trap is ready dangles is ready i am ready let's start off with a little bit of novelty bets like we started off with sleepy jay do you guys have anything in the make miss cut world do you have anything in the nationality world because i know i do Schaefer the sharp anything in your life man tony a very compelling case to to root against bryson versus against rudy and brooks um, and, and, and I love sleepy analogy. I might sprinkle something on, 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 a, on an MC there for Bryson, but I did have a circle guys. I just don't think Brooks is healthy. I don't think he's really focused. I don't think he really cares. So I am going to unfortunately take Brooks Kepka to miss the cut at plus one fifty. dokie. Anything in the nationality world, Drew? I know that's one of your favorites. It is. And, uh, that's the, this is the one area of my golf handicapping I've yet to be very successful on, but it's going to change this week, boys. Uh, I'm going to play Xander Schauffele. Top five American finisher at plus 250. I think okay. everyone, talk, everyone talks about this guy almost every tournament. He's kind of underwhelmed this year. But again, quietly, all the guy does is top tens, top fives. I think the fact he's a little under the radar uh, this week and the fact that, as Sleepy alluded to, it's going to be a tough course. The guy is uh, a world-class player. He's good off the tee. He's good with his irons. He's a good putter. If he rolls the rock this week, he has every shot in the world to win it. But I will play him, uh, Xander Shoffley, top five American finisher at plus 250. I like that. I like that a lot because I like Xander as well. And uh, just to take out all the other golfers and just have Americans, top five seems like a gimme. Dangles, you have anything in the uh, make-miss-cut range or anything in the nationality range? Uh, like you, Tony, I couldn't find a whole lot of value in the make-miss-cuts this, uh, this Neither, particular yeah. tournament. Really with so many With so many golfers, it's so, it, it, was, it was so difficult. I do have a nationality bet, though, kind of general, plus 225 uh, for a European to win the tournament. When this, co- when this major was played on this course in 2012, nine of the top 20 golfers were European. And it, you should look, by the way, if you haven't, at this, um, at this, like, la- at the last time this game or this course was, or 
this tournament was played here. It is just like a who's who of random golfers from the yes. early 2010s, like Blake Adams and Jamie Donaldson and Graham McDowell and Jeff Ogilvie. Just some of these dudes that like, and these are all top 20 last time around. But uh, there were, again, nine of the top 20 finishers were uh, Europeans. Um, I think uh, there are a lot of European golfers with games well suited to this particular course. So I'm picking uh, a European to finish in, uh, to, a European to win plus 225. Got it. I like that. Okay. I like uh, it, Danks. I'm looking at, uh, again, make miss cut. We already talked about it. I didn't love it. I really wanted John Daly, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I am going to go and down the Norman. Na- What's the odds on Greg Norman? I am going down the nationality route, though, because I did hit Shane Lowry as the best Irish golfer in the Masters. I'm not looking to Shane again. There's a couple of nationality bets out there that are straight matchup bets. There are only two golfers from that nationality, and that's where I'm diving in. We're not going with Mexico with Abraham Anser and Carlos Ortiz. We're not going with Belgium with the two Thomases, Peters and Dietrich instead. We're going to Scotland because the first man, the favorite right now is Robert McIntyre at minus 175. And all you need to do is Google a picture of Robert McIntyre to know that's not where I'm going to be placing my money. Instead, <laughs> I'm going with the plus 140 guy, Martin Laird, to, to beat out Robert McIntyre. Martin Laird, I will back this up because we talked to Sleepy J. What's the most important stat out there? And he said driving accuracy. And Martin Laird is 21st in the PGA in driving accuracy. He is beating out Robert McIntyre, who is even money to miss the cut. So it's not like this McIntyre guy is a killer. uh, Martin Laird plus 140 to be the best Scottish golfer at the PGA Championship. Let's move on now to some finishes. I know we got top 40s, top 30s, top 20s. I have a couple of long shots. Dangles does too. Drew, though... You have like a, a 72,000 bets you're ready to give out here. No, 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 no. Here's what I'm going to do, boys, because I'm going to keep track of this, and, I, and I, wanna, I, want, I want the listeners to know that these are all placed wagers and documented. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three sets, uh, sets of three, top 40s, top 30s, top 20s. I will post these on my Twitter. We'll see how we do. Uh, my sweet spot here, boys, is I'm really trying to find plus money, obviously between even money and about – 200. I think that's where I really find the value. Now, some people like to go for the long shots, but as we know, the first golf bet I ever gave on this podcast, Kevin Streelman at six to one for a top 10. Uh, he didn't make the top 10, but he would have made a top 20, top 30, top 40 at all plus money. So yep. I've kind of learned from that experience. So here we go. I'll run them down quickly. Top 40 a guy named John Catlin, who's an American that plays on the European tour, a great European tour player. Came over uh, to Texas last week to play in the tournament. Missed the cut. However, he's a birdie machine, and I think birdies will be tough to come by. You don't want grinders on this course. You want guys that can shoot low. Top 40, John Catlin, plus 300. My boy, Charlie Hoffman, who's a sprinter, meaning he has very, very low averages Thursday and Friday. I think he's a good bet to make the weekend, and he can drive the ball and great iron play. Plus 150, top 40, Charlie Hoffman. And my last top 40, one of my favorite golfers right now, Jason Kokrak. I cannot believe this guy's 125 to 1, guys, to win the tournament. I might sprinkle something on that. He is an unbelievable driver of the golf ball, and if he putts, similar to Xander Shoffley, he is dangerous. A top 40 for him, I couldn't believe this. Plus 150, just with Charlie. So those are my top 40s, Catlin, Hoffman, and Crack. Well, let me cut you off, Drew, before you go to your top 30s and top 20, because I also, I also have a guy that I have fallen in love with that has a nice little top 40 play of plus 300. Now, now, if you want to go to top 20, he is plus 850 on FanDuel, which, by the way, I don't know if you've been shopping, but FanDuel has given me a lot more love than DraftKings has. 
But this man's name is Dylan Fratelli. Now, they're yep. telling me he is South African, but Fratelli is Italian enough for me to root for this guy. Dylan Fratelli, plus 300 to be top 40, plus 850 to be top 20. This is a uh, the, the research I did on this, not only is there sand traps, but not only is it a long course, but it's also a very wide, wide fairway course. So that accuracy is going to pay attention, but you also need to get the ball there. So the guys that just swing it and hit it as far as they can, like Happy Gilmore, are supposed to succeed. And my man Dylan Fratelli is 13th in driving distance. Don't look up driving accuracy. It's going to make you not want to take this bet. Instead, just look at how far he hits the ball. 13th in driving distance for Telly to be top 40 plus 300, top 20 plus 850. Drew, your top 30s. Guys, this is my favorite. This is my favorite bets. I think uh, all all term. I'll make these my backup the Brinks truck bets in sets of three here. And again, like I talk sleepy, I'm looking at combo of long off the tee accuracy, but second shots in. I'm just going to go right down the line. The hottest golfer in golf that no one's talking about just locks up top tens abraham answer i mean the guy's an absolute beast top 30 even money plus a hundred i mean i i am completely content with that um you could go lower try to get greedy for the plus 20 plus 10 or sorry the top 20 top 10 i'm taking abe answer at plus 100 i'm taking Corey connors at plus 120 in the top 30 uh he is quickly becoming the world's uh top ranked canadian player and i'm also at 66 to 1, I am sprinkling something on him, first round leader, and he will be my first sprinkle at 66 to win to raise the trophy on Sunday. I think he's due for a breakthrough. He's an incredible golfer. Once again, a theme. If the dude makes putts, he's going to be tough to beat. And my last one, the last time we saw him in New Orleans, he was holding the trophy with my boy Cam Smith, Mark Leishman. Great, great player in the wind. He, he's a Europe. He's a, he's an Australian, but he's a great player in the wind. He can play some. He can play some different trajectories. Top thirty with the big leash plus one fifty. Those are my three top thirties. Okay, now Dangles and I have some winners, but before we give out our winners, I know Drew has some top twenties in his never-ending list of gambles on the PGA tournament. What do you have for top twenties, Drew? Uh, he scorched the earth on Sunday with his final tournament, Danny Burger Boy. Burger Boy! It's Burger Boy! Danny Berger, plus 138, top 20. Love him. Uh, everyone's talking about this guy this week. It makes me a little hairy, but Victor Hovland, you're not going to find a better just T to green. Uh, sorry, T to green, minus the green. Once again, theme, can't really chip. Not a great putter, um, <laughs> but Victor Hovland, incredible. Plus 110. And I got to get some money back on my boy, Sam Burns. Now, Sam Burns, I played him in two matchups last week. I did bet him on Saturday. He broke my streak of four straight weeks of picking the winner at some point in the week. Uh, kind of faded on the weekend. But I've seen enough of this dude's game to love him. And I didn't take him in a top 30 last week at minus 110. A top 20 for him right now is 2-1. to one. I'll take it. I'll ride the hot hand, Sam Burns. The only, the only the last two tournaments, he's won and uh, plays second. Give me Sam Burns plus 200. Dangles, that's a lot. You wrote all that down, right? Uh, yeah, I've just, hold on. I, I'm just checking my notes, make sure, making sure I got, uh, got all of those for, for our show notes. Now, listeners, <laughs> we will be tweeting Drew's picks out. Shay for the sand trap. He has a lot. He will be tweeting those out and the West coast yeah. gamblers account will be tweeting it out as well. So you can follow along, but let's get to the people that are going to raise the trophy. Drew, I know you might have a couple of winners in your head, but take a break, have some water. You're on the bench for a few <laughs> seconds. Dangles, 
What do you have for champions of the PGA Championship? Ooh, champions, champions, champions. Uh, well, I love the favorite bet of Xander Schofley. He's a, in, a, in the favorite category. I uh, found him at plus 1,700 uh, DraftKings. He's got three second Dangles. place finishes. He's plus 2,000 on FanDuel. I'm right See, there with this you. Is why, this is why you should shop. He's got three second place finishes place finishes on the 2021 tour one missed cut which was the players he's only finished outside the top 20 once otherwise on the 2021 season and this is an ocean course fellas and what are what is there at the ocean there's lots of sand there's lots of beaches and guess guess who is first on tour in sand saves Xander Shofley. This course is made for his game. He's going to be playing well. I love Xander Shofley in the favorite cat in the category of favorites to win this uh, at plus 2000, even better money at FanDuel. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Plus 2000 because also dangles. Those are great stats, but also the last major, the masters, who is the only person that is angry after the finish of the masters? It's Xander. He's been, he had the chance to do what was the impossible and catch Matsuyama and take that trophy away. And he fucked it up. This is a man that will get back on his horse and die trying. I have a lot of faith in this man to come back strong. And also, if you don't think he's going to win, he's plus 450 on FanDuel to come in the top five. This man is going to be on the final leaderboard. I love Xander. Dangles, what else you got? All right, this is maybe my favorite bet of the whole. If you're going to make a winner bet, this is the one I, I urge you, I implore you, make this bet because I feel very confident about it. Guys, Will Zalatoris, the second place Masters finisher, plus 5,500. He's made the cut and the top 10 in both majors he's played in. The other one was tied sixth at the 2020 PGA Championship. He's third on tour in greens and regulation. He's only missed two cuts in his pro career. Um, he's a long driver, a premium ball striker, as Schaefer the Sand Trap would say. Uh, and I think that's going to help him on his course. I love his odds to win in this. Uh, and and I, I, I really, I just, I mean, I, I think he's, he's one of the hottest guys on tour right now he stumbled a little bit after the masters 42nd at the rbc heritage and he missed the cut at wells fargo but came back at 17th uh at byron nelson uh his long driving game is really well suited for this uh and he's a good putter as well he showed that in the masters i love will zalatoris at plus 5500 uh, and i'm sp- i'm also going to be betting him at plus 400 to finish in the top 10 as my brinks truck bet of the uh of the evening i think that is an absolute lock he is primed for success this kid is 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 showed he's ready to break out on the tour and do you have anything for your long shot or is that it no i got you know as a long shot um uh i want to go with justin rose here at plus ten thousand. he had a good <laughs> showing on the masters i know he has a problem with closing he's only got one ever uh tour victory or a major victory in his career and he's been on the tour since like 1947 um he had a great performance at the masters he's all, almost always in contention heading down the stretch but i think his game's well suited for this course i think if you're going to uh, fly with a long shot. There's no shame in going with Justin Rose. Uh, it, it, and again, it would fly with the European uh, bet that I made uh, earlier as well. And then Sleepy J locked in my John Rom to finish in the top 10 at plus 163. Again, not big sexy money, uh, but we're about making you money here. And he's just about as consistent as anybody on uh, on the tour right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that for value. Exactly. Well, Dangles, you stole my Xander Schauffele as the favorite to win. And Xander top five at plus 450 on FanDuel is my backup. The bring strike better the week. I think that's a guarantee. The other guy that I want to throw out there, he's the same guy I bet on the Masters, and he won me won me money and won our listeners' money, and that's Patrick Reed. People hate this guy, and that, that means his value shoots down. He is a better golfer than what Vegas has him at, and for him to get the top 10, it's plus 410. For him to get top 10 on FanDuel and plus 3,500 to win it, I don't know if he's going to win. I'm definitely betting that top 10 number. Shea for the Sharp. 
let's close us out. Do you have someone who's going to lift the trophy? I do, and 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 I like I like Pat Reed this week, Tony. I I think I think what you said is absolutely correct. Since he's not he's so not well liked, I think it does give him some value, and I think this this course. Uh, especially his scrambling ability, because unlike a lot of the golfers I mentioned, that dude can putt um, and is great around the green. So I like that Pat Reed thing. I want to touch on something very briefly. Mini Shay for the Sharp uh, Gambling School, because someone actually asked me uh, a DM on Twitter, hey, when you place these wagers on these long shots, uh, like speaking in units, like what do you like? What do you place? You know, like what? Yeah. Like you say, sprinkle pizza bet, whatever. Well, I think a general rule of thumb, because as Sleepy as Sleepy Jay said, I like I like sprinkling something on the first round leaders. That's extremely hard. So let's just make it easy. If you're betting a dollar, uh, bet a dime on these, right? Like just just almost ten percent of a unit. Keep them small. Keep them fun. Uh, you know, if, if you, you, you're not trying to buy the yacht on this bet, so that'd be my recommendation. Just a general, very generalization. If you bet yep. a dollar, bet a dime on these makes sense. Okay, here we go. Uh, for my kind of chalky chalk, I actually am staying away from anyone under 25 and one. Uh, but at 28 to one, man, burger boy, Danny burger, uh, 60. I mean, that 63 he had on Sunday, he was scorched fire. It's amazing to watch a golfer get in a rhythm like that. He's incredible. I already talked about my love for Corey Connors. Now, he hasn't really done it on a big stage yet. He's just been – all the all the guy does is just consistent, consistent, consistent. I don't see him getting a lot of trouble in this course. I really do see him have a shot. I'm taking him at 66-1. to 1. And, of course, I wanted to get a triple-digit long shot. And, and, and how about this for value, Tony? I, I saw this guy at 70-1 to 1 on, on, uh, on an app, and I was like, oh, that's, that seems like a lot. I found mm. him – on another app, one twenty-five to one. Talk about a feast or famine. Now this guy won the Players Championship. He's still under twenty-five years old, but he has that. He can absolutely go low. S. W. Kim, former Players Champion. He's one twenty-five to one, and I just think that is insane value. I, I mean, it literally insane value because he's got the skill to do it. Now talk about feast or famine. This dude's either going to shoot a 65 or an 80 on day one. So you're going to, you're going to know pretty early if this bet's tracking well, but I can't, I mean, a value guys. I mean, that that's freaking, it's just, it's just incredible to me that, you know, you could bet 125 to one on SW Kim, uh, to win this golf tournament. So those are my long, medium and shorter shots. I love it. And that is it for the PGA Championship, the second major of the year. We're making golf bets happen. For Schaefer, the Sand Trap. For Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, my name is Tony Cavallo. We are the West Coast Gamblers, the only gambling show that makes you money. Thank you very much for Sleepy Jay for coming on the pod today. And as always, thank you for listening. No, we coming for the bag. Girl, seat to the G, West Coast gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast facts in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Sets up deep in the pocket, goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he got it, Smith. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... 
They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.